Cameron and Jake are best friends, but Jake, he lives in Japan, and Cameron, he lives in America. How do we stay together? By making this podcast, of course. So, we catch up each week, we talk about video games, we get all nostalgic. It's great! Sorry it's just me doing this intro, Jake forgot to help me this week. But anyway, it's Region Unlocked Season 2. Listeners, and welcome back to Region Unlocked, where we have the most original intros possible. And Cameron and I, just on the side, give us, you know, some amazing information about uh, video games and stuff like that. Cameron, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good, Jake. Oh, that's great. And by the way, <laughs> we are in Season 2. Yay! Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, what we're going to do today is uh, keep talking about what we have been talking about, and that is, of course... Cameron, uh, the PlayStation Two, exactly the PlayStation uh, Two. Well, we've got we, too much to talk about. We anyway, do have too fun. much. Sorry. That's why we need to make three episodes. But Jake, how are you doing? How was your week? Oh, my week was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty basic, except for the fact that just two days ago, I had an authentic American burger for the first time since I came over here. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and it was so good. <laughs> Like, so it was, tasted like an American burger. Okay. <laughs> what kind of place were you at that had that? So, it was a place in downtown Osaka, and it had, like, an American theme. So, like, all the food there was stuff that you could get, like, at an American steakhouse. Yeah. And I was skeptical at first, but the person that I went with, they said, you know what? This this place is pretty good. So, I decided to test it out, and lo and behold, I was like, whoa, this this reminds me of home. Do you Do you miss us now? Yes, I miss you both amazingly. This is <laughs> this is quite fantastic that we're coming together as a great group of friends talking about video games yet again. Yeah, you you did say both because there's more than just me here. We also have a guest again back from last week to keep talking about the PlayStation. You know him now. It's Mark Clements. <laughs> what an intro. Yes. Quite the intro. I'm excited to be back. I'm glad to be missed by Jake. Happy to be here. Good. You definitely uh, are missed by me. Do you, <laughs> do you play any games this week, Mark? Uh, this week? No. No games. And let, Gwent's on my phone, which is just like a 15-minute snippet here and there, but past that, no games. Do you prefer Gwent or Hearthstone? Uh, for over the last three years, Hearthstone. Now, yeah. Gwent. It's, okay. it's the new, um, it's the new video game in my life, I guess. The new All fun right. thing. Uh, I don't think I played anything. Just more Animal Crossing. And I started playing another round of, uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 that I already played through. And then I, nice. then I got bored. It's like, why am I playing through this again already? But, uh. <laughs> anyway, that's all I did. That and Overwatch. Can't go wrong with Overwatch. Yeah. I've been getting back into RDR 2. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. And Animal Crossing, of course. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, we can stop rambling about games we're not really playing that much. And uh, and get to the, <laughs> the goods of this episode, and that is the PS2. So we're going to be uh, following a similar format to last week. Mark and Jake have some games they want to talk about. I've got some stories and some facts I can jump in with as well. But uh, yeah, that's it. So, Mark, what are we going to talk about first? Uh, I'm going to start with the two games that I am actually currently playing right now. Now, I, I know I just got done saying I'm not playing any games this week, but but the, my PlayStation is almost always hooked up, and I'm almost always running through something. I don't go through the games very quick, but... Uh, the game I'm actually playing with my wife right now is Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Which and that's is, on PS2? That is a PlayStation 2 game. Okay, I forgot about that game. Yeah, so it is like a, a Diablo-esque um, game. It's like a top-down RPG dungeon uh, battler type game, I guess yeah. you'd call it. Okay. You level up, um, your characters get stronger... Um, you know, that, that type of kind of, uh, 
hack and slash level up game, I guess. Oh, so okay. we've been we've been playing through that for prop I guess since the the pandemic started, so four months now, I think. Oh, and nice. um, it, it's good stuff, but you can tell just how far video games have come along. <laughs> um, it, for one, in this game, you we've only leveled up like six times total. Oh, really? We're in, in, like, Diablo. I feel like we'd be, like, at level 40 by now, you know? Sure. <laughs> so it's like when you level up, you really have to weigh your, your decisions on what you want your character to be geared towards or whatever. And it is... Mm. I don't know why I'm starting with all the negatives of it, but the other thing <laughs> that sucks is you have, like, a carrying limit. Like, you can only carry so many oh, goods. Oh, yeah. So you hit, like, a certain spot in any dungeon where you've got to stop, go back to town, sell everything you don't want, come back... It makes the game, like, jumpy, if you will. Uh But Hmm. it's very good. It throws a lot of different enemy types at you. There's three classes, mage, elf, and dwarf, I think. Mm -hmm. So not very original there. (laughs) Um, But it's a really good story. Um, I feel like it was probably one of the first co-op games of its kind where you level up and all that fun stuff. Um, my wife has pointed out that it was definitely made by a group of men because every man in the game looks very normal. Every woman in the game is very well endowed. It's <laughs> the, the PG way to explain it. Of uh, course. Every single woman in the game, even like the villains and stuff. <laughs> uh, so that's led to some funny dialogue between her and I. But um, you know, she she accuses me of wanting to go back to town just for those reasons. But. <laughs> just to see the women. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun game. I remember renting it. I never owned it. But it's all based off of Dungeons & Dragons for the most part. Like, I think, because Baldur's Gate is a city in D&D. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'm not I'm not well-versed in D&D, so I, I could be wrong on some things. But Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. And <laughs> just you were saying... The whole weight limit thing. I seem to remember, is the game, it's split up into like three acts, I want to say. Yeah. And, I'm, and like the whole third act, or at least the very like last chunk of the game, you can't go back to town. And I remember the whole time trying to, oh, Mark lost his audio. Let's try to fix that. <laughs> All right, so as I was saying before the internet disconnected us, so I remember in that game, I'm pretty sure the last chunk, you can't go back to town. But we didn't know that as we were playing it. And so we spent a lot of time like just trying to inventory manage and trying to bring back as much good stuff to town as we could and drop stuff. And we, it's like, oh, there's good stuff we have to leave behind. But then you just beat the game after that. And you never got to take all that stuff back to sell it. Mm. I'm being super oh. disappointed with that. We just got to the third act, so we're probably getting to about that time. Okay. So, it, it is weird. The last NPC that you meet is, like, this lizard guy, and you can, like, hit him with your weapons. You know, most NPCs, you can't hurt or anything. Mm-hmm. But you can, like, set this dude on fire and everything, and then when you talk to him, he, like, acts real offended. <laughs> He's like, oh, put your arms down. What are you doing? <laughs> so that's fun. We make sure to set him on fire anytime we're going to talk to him. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Baldur's that Gate. Guy. Any, anything else about that game? Any more positives? You mostly said negatives. <laughs> no. It's, it's a great game. It's just those little tiny annoyances. Uh, no, boss fights are good. It is a lot about inventory management. And... I don't know if every time you play through the exact same weapons drop or not, but I think we've died a couple times, and when we run back through, it seems like the same weapons drop throughout the game in the exact same spots. Like, I feel oh. like if you were to play Diablo today, it's all randomized, right? Right. But in this, it seems like the exact same weapons and gear drop throughout the game, which is interesting for... I don't know if that's just the case for all early RPGs like that or what. Oh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if it couldn't handle the randomization of it. Right. Or if it's random per playthrough and not, you know, death. I don't know. Yeah. Now it's time to delve into the code. There's probably a YouTube video that does just that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, hmm. All right. 
Jake, what do you got? What do I got? Yeah, let's talk about another game. There were so many games that came out on the uh, PS2. So many great ones as well. So I can think of one really good one off the top of my head that's maybe a little more obscure. Okay. Uh, Did either of you ever play Escape from Monkey Island? I have not. That this one is, was... seems like it's it's in line with your mosquito game you brought up last week. <laughs> yeah, the weird games. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Escape from Monkey Island was part of a series that like spanned for several uh, system generations. I think it started on the PC, but yeah, it was made by Lucas Arts, mm-hmm. and it's a pirate game, kind of like a humorous pirate game. It's one of those adventure games where you like move through different scenes and every time you hit like a certain spot like the the um the perspective changes it's like where you just kind of walk around okay. almost like a point and click adventure game but yeah i don't really know the proper name for that but it's it's a it's a funny game <laughs> well, that's what i thought it was a point and click i was wondering how's that work on ps2 uh, you just you walk around with the analog stick and i'd say it, it, it was kind of an early ps2 game and because of that, like sometimes the controls are a little weird. Like when you hit, uh, like when you leave the frame, it'll take like a couple seconds before you can like reorient yourself with the direction you're supposed to be walking. Okay. But um, it, it's a really funny game, and I remember playing that game a lot and getting a lot of laughs out of it. There's actually a few Star Wars references in it. Makes like, sense. Like yeah, it's a goofy pirate game, but like there is this part where you're walking around this swamp and you're trying to navigate through it and out in the distance you can see like an x-wing half buried in the water oh cool so like that and then there's another uh then there's another thing where there's like this this note or whatever and there's there's a there's this um code on it it's like tk421 Mm -hmm. and tk421 was in a new hope what, is that, that was robot? one of the it was one of the stormtroopers oh huh. okay interesting maybe, maybe he's the one who hit his head yeah probably <laughs> that was probably listed that way in the credits but um yeah that's that's what i can think of is escape from monkey island that's the first one at least just a goofy yeah. game i know that's definitely got like a cult following i've i've heard a lot about it and a lot of love like everyone mm. who played it thinks it's just this awesome and hilarious game and want want it to be like remade but uh yeah i've i've never had experience with that it is unique i'll tell you that it's super unique and goofy a fun game to play if you are into weird goofy adventure games but yep that's all i have to say about that it was just a fun game to me to play for me I feel like we're off to a, a rough start here. We're we're all very low energy. No, no, no. We're, we're just we're, we're just uh, saving up for the Let's, other games. We that need we an icebreaker. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's all what we're gonna do. I'm gonna find a sweet. Would you rather? Okay. A sweet. Would you rather? Yep. So it's gonna be about candy because it's yeah, sweet. Yeah, probably. Nice. All right. Here we go. Would you rather? The aliens that make first contact be robotic or organic? Oh, snap. Oh, my gosh. That's quite a question. But <laughs> what if we fuse the two and make no, them like cyborgs? No, that's not question. <laughs> Would you rather? Yes, yeah. I'd like both. <laughs> Would I rather? I'd rather not answer the question properly. No, that's a cop-out. I shouldn't do that. Hurry up! Let's not this hard. Would, Come on, guys. I would say I would say organic. They're okay. Like, and what's the? There's some movie where aliens come to Earth and they're allergic to like our germs, our water. That's uh, no. signs. No, not that. Um, <laughs> it's true. War of the Worlds. Yes, War of the Worlds. I've just seen more movies where organic things that come to Earth can be killed. I That's don't. True. Robots is a is a question mark. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. But uh, we've already had many thousands of years of experience with uh, organic aliens already on planet Earth. And we don't know how that's working out right now. 
<laughs> so, did you make a choice, Jake? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with robots. Okay. Uh, here's one more for you. Would you rather be married to a 10 with a bad personality or a 6 with an amazing personality? I take the 6 all day long. Yeah, me too. Like, definitely. you got to live with that person. So, yeah. which, one, <laughs> which one's Laura, Mark? Is she the 10 with a bad personality or six Whoa. with a good personality? <laughs> Whoa! She is, she is how Jake answered the last question. She's a 10 with a good personality. Boo. There you go. <laughs> Cop out answer. Yeah, but relationships are such a gray area. <laughs> All right, whatever. We can move on. Mark, what, what are we going to talk about now? Uh, my next game is Final Fantasy X. I feel like you I feel like there's a lot to go on here. Yes, there is a lot. There's a ton of game to talk about. So I am currently playing through this one as well. Um, I feel like it's it was you know with every generation of game console, I feel like there's a there's two or three games that come out that just feel like they're almost on the next gen console, like they shouldn't exist yet. They're too good, the graphics Mm -hmm. are too good. And Final mm-hmm. Fantasy X, I remember when the first cutscene comes on. It's like a five-minute cutscene. I remember the graphics were better than I'd ever seen in any video game. Mm-hmm. And then the gameplay is awesome almost all the way through. Like, I can still, you know, I'm playing through it right now, and it's still fun to me. It throws enough wrinkles and challenges at you. But um, it's, a t- it's a turn-based RPG, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's got all the quirkiness of... of any other Final Fantasy game that's out there. There's some weird parts, um, but the story is pretty darn solid. You follow, like, the main character's name is Titus. And here I go with the negative energy again, but Titus (laughs) is the worst lead character. Every other character in the game is awesome. Titus is awful. What's so bad about him? Super annoying voice. Um, basically his story is that he gets taken from like a futuristic machine based society thrown through space. And he ends up in this like very religious, um, country style world. And he just like, can't grasp that. So he like barges into religious ceremonies and then he's yelling at people and is obnoxious but then there's the same scene. The same thing happens to him. Like the first 15 cut scenes he's in, he does something. Everyone gasps. They can't believe he would say that. And then he'd be like, well, I'm, I'm not from around here. And then everyone would be like, oh, okay. okay. But he gets away with that like 15 times throughout the game. Like Only he'd do that in real life. And you can do uh, that in Japan, yes. right? I'm not from here. Yes. Jake. I don't know your customs. Yeah. That's You're your not move. wrong. You get the benefit of the doubt sometimes, but also in that game is a mini game which I probably played just as much as the actual game, Blitzball, mm-hmm. which is like a, an underwater rugby game. I think would be the closest comparison. Okay. Never explained in the game, but everyone can go underwater for like an hour at a time, and just, <laughs> just like everyone's a human being, but everyone can just hang out underwater for an hour if they need to. Whoa. But um, the, the actual gameplay of Blitzball, you, know, you move your characters around, and once you bump into an opposing character, there's like a mini game within the game that happens that's a math problem, basically. <laughs> okay. So you have to figure out if you can break through that person, if you need to pass it, or if you can shoot it. And it gives you like, it, it basically it presents you with a math problem that you solve one of those three ways. Okay. Uh, wow. Interesting. It is very interesting. There's also huge chunks of the game where you can't play Blitzball. And I'm having trouble getting into it again right now because I'm in one of those like five hour windows where you can't play Blitzball. Because mm. my move my move is to play the game for about an hour, then switch to Blitzball, play that for like an hour and a half while I listen to a podcast or do something else. Okay. Hmm. Um, so I haven't played it in probably two or three weeks because I'm in one of those spots where I know I'm like a couple hours from Blitzball still. Oh, wow. And and my last Blitzball note, there's a shot you can do in Blitzball called the Jek shot, 
where you throw yourself like 20 feet up in the air, you do like 80 spins, and then you kick the ball. Uh-huh. Hmm. And every time I do it, I, I flag, I pause it, I flag Laura down, have her come, and I say, you got to see this. <laughs> and it's the same thing every single time. It drives her nuts. She just like is at the point now where as soon as she sees the ball launch up, she just walks out of the room, just exits. <laughs> so that's great. But it's that great. It's that great of a mini game, though. Yes. My my last Final Fantasy X note. This is a kudos to the PlayStation Two. I think it is the most durable console that has ever been created. Okay. Because I leave my PlayStation Two on and have for the fifteen years I've owned it. Just constantly. It's always uh-huh. on. It's never off. So like wow. this Final Fantasy playthrough, I probably have played for 20, 25 hours, 30 hours. It shows like 147 when I am saving right now. Jeez. I just always leave it on. Because in some, I mean, a lot of PlayStation games, there's not save points. Like you can't just pause and save wherever you want. you got to find uh-huh. a save point. Right. Well, yeah. I don't have to abide by those rules. I'll just leave my PlayStation on at all times. Oof. That's well, the, there's yeah. a solution. I do remember one time we went to my my family goes up to Michigan for a week every summer, and one time we got back from being up there a week, and my PlayStation was on. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. PlayStation, the most durable console out there. That's crazy that it hasn't that didn't like overheat or anything. Yeah. I'm not I giving guess- it the chance to. I'm not giving it the chance to break down. <laughs> it's always running. <laughs> I mean, hey, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a really interesting choice there. I think yeah. it works though. That's like the perfect, you know, yes. perfect system. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I used to come o- over to your house all the time, and like after school, and your PlayStation and probably your Xbox too would be on. Like, Mark, why are these on? And I always hate like, especially now in in modern consoles, you can like you know compare achievements. And also, like, time played in games. And I'll, like, pull up something against Mark. And it's like, oh, I beat this game in 15 hours. And then they'll say, Mark, it's, like, 200 hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just had that with Resident Evil, right? Yeah, I think so. You're like, how That's long did great. you beat that in? I was like, I don't know, 75 hours or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> so That's back move. to Final Fantasy X. I know you and I started this game together at one point and i named our our player mac mac stands for mark and cameron (laughs) and i remember just as we played it again it was mostly me watching it but i was really into it i thought the world was super immersive and i don't know just the emotional tone Mm. and characters i don't know i just i connected with it and i was really liking it but i think we only played it like twice and it's, I mean, they were long sittings, I'm sure, probably all night. Yeah. But then at one point you went to save it and you overwrote your save for your <laughs> game that you hadn't actually beat it yet. And it was an Ooh. 80 hour save. But now that I say that, maybe it's you were only like, like one level hours further. Of time. Yeah. <laughs> we were. <laughs> but yeah, you just, you were like on the verge of a tear. Just like could not believe you just saved over that 80 hour save but i was i was impressed that it wasn't rage it was just like sullen just like oh yeah i can't believe i did that probably old enough to know that i couldn't just break down in tears in front of you (laughs) that would be a very cool move (laughs) i'm guessing it was like it was really 20 hours of playtime, and i'm also guessing that we stopped playing because i then took our save file and took that the rest of the way to beat the game yeah i'm guessing i I probably probably just kept playing hmm yeah. And remind, what's, I mean, it's an old game, so we can spoil stuff. Yeah. What's the overall story? If I remember right, you're fighting Sin. Sin yes. is, I don't remember what the entity is, it just is. And then you yep. find out that Sin is also your dad. Yes. <laughs> Sin is Jet, who is the Jet Shot, which is what I bother Laura with. Ooh. It's named after Sin. Um, but I, I haven't played it in so long. I don't know what the final story is. But basically, Sin um, seems to... Um, he, he wants to make sure the Earth doesn't like overpopulate or become too dependent on machines. 
All right, so like, it like used to be in the future. The game kind of plays from future to past. But okay. so, so if any city becomes too technologically based, he comes in and crushes it down. Oh, he's that's basically, a very, he's like, he's he's like the, the Unabomber. No, he's the Reapers, hmm. man, from Mass Effect. Yeah, oh yeah, there you go. Like the Reapers. <laughs> yes, he is. They stole that from Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Oof. Um, but it's like a very, it has a lot of religious tones in it. There's summoners. They have to have enough faith to, to summon these monsters or these whatever the heck you call them. I don't know what they... I think they're just called like summons. Yeah, summons, whatever. So <laughs> it's a very faith-oriented faith game, I guess. It obviously sends the bad guy, so there's a lot of overtones there. Hmm. And how is Titus related to him? Like how I don't know. T- Titus is so whiny. I try not to listen to his storyline. <laughs> it's his dad. I don't, it's, it's his dad. I think, that, I think that the story ends up being that when you kill the final boss, Sin, one of the people that's in your party that got there has to become Sin. And like oh. you realize that Sin has to continue to exist in the world because of all the things that he prevents the world from like, you know, cannibalizing itself with these machines. Okay. Hmm. So I think that somebody in your party has to become sin eventually, but I could be totally. Somebody might be listening to this right now and be like, "Who is this clown they have on the on the podcast? <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about." <laughs> All right. Cool stuff. I mostly just I remember Riku. Riku was a babe. <laughs> <laughs> More of a, a Yuna gal myself. Oh. Yuna right. guy. <laughs> Fantasy 10. Final Fantasy yes, 10. That's pretty cool. All right. Jake, do you got something else for us? Yes, I do. Okay. I realized last week that I did not talk about the reason why I bought a PS2. And I'm not sure why, because I feel like I should have. Okay. But there was one game that basically inspired me to buy the PS2. And that was uh, Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. <laughs> nice. That's very random. It is very random, but since we're talking about adventuring, it was okay. an action-adventure game. And I was on a huge Indiana Jones kick. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to explore a hidden temple somewhere. And that is exactly what I was thinking of with this game. And I was so excited about it. I played it all the time. So I actually bought it used with my own money. Okay. And I was so I felt so independent at the time. Like, oh look at me. I'm buying my own video game. Wow. This is not a Christmas a Christmas gift or anything like that. So then this game is, like I said, an action adventure game where you play as Indiana Jones and you're running through these temples in different parts of the world, collecting artifacts, dodging booby traps, stuff like that. Okay. And at the time I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, right? I mean Indiana Jones. That's cool. Let's go on an adventure. But when I popped it in, way, way, way later, down the the line in years, I realized, wow, this game really didn't age well. Um, (laughs) So I found out it was originally made for the Xbox, and it was ported over to the PS2. And of course, like many games at the time that were ported to the PS2, had to kind of go through a graphical downgrade. Yeah. This game did just that. Uh, I had watched videos of the Xbox version and the textures were a lot nicer and I mean a hmm. lot nicer I don't want to say too many bad things about this game because I've got some great memories with it sure. but like oh my gosh the frame rate of this game is terrible <laughs> like I can't even on the PS2 Indiana Jones like they try to make everything look super, super realistic right because it's like set in a real life world 
uh-huh. but because of that, the frame rates are like terrible, and like you can't yeah. do anything. <laughs> so well, just I'm funny. just sitting here, like what? <laughs> yeah, back then, like I don't know, we didn't realize that frame rate was a thing, right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, this game's real choppy. Okay. Yeah. Did, yeah. Do other consoles do it better? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This is part of the game. Everything was choppy, so. <laughs> yep. Didn't notice. Yep. Like, oh, we get to that one part of the level where everything just, you know, slows way down. Whatever. We don't think anything about it. Right. There's a lot on screen. Okay. But now we take that for granted and we're all spoiled with. (laughs) We all have to have super, you know, high frame rates. But at the time I was not, uh, I was not comparing this to anything else because I had nothing else to compare it to. But I'm sure if I popped in some other PS2 games that. I'll probably see something similar, especially with the ones that are downgraded. So anyway, I just had to, you know, rant about that. I felt so disappointed many years later when I sorry, popped man. in Indiana Jones, and it, it's it's sounds okay. Like it, still, it sounds like it still bugs you to this day. Yeah, it does. As much as I love that game, you know, at the time when I made the memories, they they were so perfect, and then they almost seem shattered. Like I should, I should just keep those memories of this game in the past. Back when this game was perfect to me. But there you go. take the lead on this next one since you guys have been doing it and that is guitar hero nice so, yeah good grief like guitar hero was not just a game it was a it was a way of life and <laughs> when when guitar hero came to the scene it it changed everything i remember just walking up to this in best buy just being like what on earth a, a game where you get to play guitar like and it was so hard to figure out at the beginning, but I mean, it, it caught on and it caught fire. Like everyone loved this and had to play it. So I, mean, what were your guys impressions when, when you first got to play this or saw it? it for me, I, I mean, it was like the ultimate party game and mm-hmm. it was just a matter of how quickly could we get as many guitars as we could play with, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cause it was such a fun game to, to go against each other and um and work together in some cases um but what shoot we just got together uh last weekend and cameron sent me a text i was like make sure you bring guitar hero to this that'll be fun to play we haven't played that in a while so we played guitar hero out in the garage nice yeah it was a lot of fun it's and it comes back like riding a bike too it really Mm -hmm. does yeah it's true that was the one game you could play with everyone Mm-hmm. I remember being competitive to a fault with that game. Like we would play oh, it together as a group and we had one friend that was a little bit better than me. And I remember I was just mad and got home and just, just cranked on that thing for hours trying to make sure I was the best the next time we all got <laughs> together, you know? Yeah. I was going to say that the one thing that's crazy, if you look back on that franchise from the time the first game came out to like two years later, they had cranked out like 15 of those games. Yeah. There's a lot now. Because they just yep. went through like 80s, 90s, smash hits, Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. You know, they just really ran that into the ground. But yep, shoot, we, I did. mean, we bought three or four or five of those probably. Yeah, there were an awful lot. It's so many. But you could play with everyone and you could talk about this game with everyone because everyone was playing it. And when yeah. we didn't have a guitar, we just popped in a controller and like the unlucky person who lost would have to play with the controller. <laughs> just <laughs> clicking awesome. the different never buttons. Did that. <laughs> it, I don't recommend it. It's so not fun, and it's so convoluted. It takes away from the experience. But it was sure. a way that we could do multiplayer. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, it was. Well, anyway, so through my preparation today, I actually found a, a bunch of facts I want to share with you guys. So uh, this is if it, if any of this seems like I'm plagiarizing, it's because I found it on YouTube from <laughs> Did You Know Gaming. Guitar Hero. So, actually, that's where I get a lot of my facts. So, if you just have any question about a game and you're like, I wonder if Region Unlocked is going to talk about it, just go to Did You Know Gaming on YouTube. 
and find all the facts that I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> Shameless right. plug. Yeah. Anyway, so Guitar Hero, it is based off of a Japanese arcade game called Guitar Freaks by Konami. Have you seen that around, Jake? Yes, I have in the game centers. Okay. So it actually, let's see, who saw it? Red Octane. So Red Octane, you've, you know, you've seen their name in the credits for yep. Guitar Hero. They saw this and they're like, oh, we, we got an idea for that. And Red Octane actually is only a hardware manufacturer, so they just made the plastic guitars. And before that, they made DDR mats. Oh. So they're like, hey, we make rhythm junk. Let's, <laughs> let's cash in on this. So they made the guitars, and then they, they offered up this partnership with Harmonix. So they're the, the main developers. And if you look up a game called Amplitude, it is Harmonic's like, original game where... It looks very similar to the Guitar Hero track, where you're driving mm-hmm. like a little spaceship down the track and like hitting the buttons to music. But it's like yep. super psychedelic. And uh, Sony, I think it was Sony, either way, uh, they couldn't market it for heck because people would people saw it and like couldn't grant like you couldn't put this on a commercial and people would be like, oh yeah, I want to play that. It was only mm. after people had hands-on experience with it that they enjoyed it. But they're like, we have harmonics and we can't market it, so let's uh, let's take that formula and plug it in to Guitar Hero. And then hmm. harmonics had also done uh, Karaoke Revolution, hmm. and so people understood that that you could sell Karaoke Revolution, and it had a very similar background where it's like people up on stage singing, you know, and Guitar Hero is your people up the band up there doing the song, hmm. right? So. Yeah. Basically, they took karaoke, they took Amplitude, and they smashed them together. Made Guitar Hero. Hmm. And uh, what other facts we got? Ooh. So it was supposed to come out on Xbox, Guitar Hero 1, but for some reason, like, Microsoft had a deal with Mad Cats to make the guitars. Hmm. Around the same time, Guitar Freaks sued Harmonix over this, and this scared Mad Cats... And so Mad Cats paid $300,000 to break their contract just because so they didn't want to get tangled up in the lawsuit. The lawsuit didn't end up going anywhere, obviously. And so they all went on to make a ton of money, except for Mad Cats, who paid money to not make money. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why Guitar Hero 1 is not on Xbox. Actually, wow. I, don't think, Interesting. I don't think 2 is on there either. Could be wrong. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for the making, but when it comes to the music to it, uh, you, you know the song Jordan? Yes. Very cool song by Buckethead. Have you guys seen Buckethead? <laughs> no, I'm, go- I'm Googling right now. <laughs> it's, it's this guy in a white mask and a KFC bucket on his head. And <laughs> he just does, I, I, I don't know, awesome guitar solos or something. <laughs> I see him. That's a, that's a sweet look. <laughs> That is a sweet look. So his song, Jordan, uh, in the game, that was the first time he ever recorded it because he would just hmm. play it live at concerts. It was just a jam he did. Oh. So, yeah, but it got real famous, so he recorded it for the first time, and it didn't even have a name. He was so proud of it, of how well it came out, that he named it after Michael Jordan because they're the best. Wow. Yeah, so. Hmm. Next Halloween... I'm going white mask, KFC bucket on my head. That's my move. That's so easy. That would be great. All right, so other songs. As you know, in Guitar Hero 1 and 2, all the songs you play are covers. Mm -hmm. And that was actually done intentionally because they wanted the game to feel like you're a cover band. Mm -hmm. And so you are doing these covers. But it's funny... Because they put in so much effort to like painstakingly recreate these songs to where every song is recorded on the exact same guitar as the original song. Some of hmm. them the exact same amps, the same settings, to the point where they found out that in the, you know the beginning of Iron Man by Ozzy, it's like I am Iron Man. <laughs> he's uh, he's saying that into an old fan. 
And so they tracked oh. down on Craigslist like the exact same fan. Oh my goodness! To record that in, and it's just like, wow, wouldn't it have just been easier to buy the license to do this? But uh, yeah, that's crazy. I remember when we were playing it, we didn't really listen to that style of music. I would almost say Guitar Hero got us into a lot of the music that at least I listen to today. Oh, absolutely. But, um, yep. but when we went to like pull the songs up on YouTube or like download them to our probably back in the days of iPods, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. And we would play them and we'd be like, what is this? Like, this doesn't sound anything like, like we didn't even realize they were cover songs. Yeah. It it's took the first us, time we heard them. Yeah. It took us actually going out to download the actual song to realize, Oh, hang on. All these are covers. Yep. It's true. So that's just a good point. Like that playing guitar hero got us in to rock. Yes. Like, yep. It got us listening to so much stuff that we weren't listening to before. To the point where uh, I got in trouble because we loved Beast and the Harlot by Avenged <laughs> Sevenfold. Like, this song is awesome. And we started listening to Avenged Sevenfold all the time. Yep. And my, my iTunes account was still connected to my mom's email. And so I downloaded the whole City of Evil soundtrack. And <laughs> then a few days later, both my mom and dad, they like corner me. They're like, the City of Evil soundtrack. Of, what are you listening to? You should not be listening to this. And I was like, oh, but it's it's on Guitar Hero. Mark listens to it. Mark's dad knows. He knows that Mark's listening to it. If you're mad at me, get mad at him too. And, <laughs> oh my gosh, they were so mad. And it's like, you don't understand. You just got to listen to it. It's so good. And I don't remember if they said don't listen to it again or not because I obviously still did. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> but anyway but think about the amazing memories oh yeah that's, that's worth it so that also had you know the same effect for everyone everyone was getting more into this music because of this game so for example you know the song through the fire and flames on guitar yes. hero 3 mm-hmm. they were averaging 2,000 downloads a week before that and then Guitar Hero 3 came out, and they shot up to 35,000 downloads a week. Holy oh. cow. That's insane. 17 yeah. times? Jeez. 17 times as many. That is nuts. Also, there's you know, a Guitar Hero Aerosmith game. Mm-hmm. Guitar Hero Aerosmith sold better than any album they ever put out. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> and then I think the coolest is that Guitar Center, the actual physical guitar store reported a 27% bump in sales between 2007 and 2008. And they directly attribute that to guitar hero. Wow. So people are playing this and just like inspired to go play, to, to go learn for real. There's probably a lot of moms that watch their kid just shred on this plastic guitar. And they're like, we need to invest some time into a real thing. <laughs> it's like a lot of waste of time and energy to, to play a piece of plastic. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Let's uh, channel this energy into something real. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely right. If we took all our hours that we put in Guitar Hero and then transferred them to an actual instrument, we'd be so good at a real instrument. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, playing a real guitar and playing Guitar Hero are—I mean, they're they're both super different. I mean, the coordination helps being able to move your hands separately. Imprecisely, yeah. It's it's definitely a start, but not much. It is more a than start, that. right? Yep. <laughs> it's it's about it's about that a start. I'm still looking at buckets, uh, buckethead pictures on Google over here <laughs> on the side. <laughs> it's right, pretty uh, awesome. I'll wrap it up with one more fact. So, as you know, it all came crashing down pretty hard. It started in about 2009, and they just basically people quit caring. I guess the the fad had ended and it was hard to predict the supply and demand for these developers. So, I mean, same for all of them. Cause you know, rock band existed too, uh, because actually, yeah, let me back up a little bit. So harmonics got bought by Viacom and Viacom mm. pulled them off a of guitar hero and had them go make rock band while guitar hero three went to Neversoft. So we had two competing things going there. Hmm. Um, Guitar Hero 3 ended up being the best-selling game in the series, and it was the fastest game in history to reach a billion dollars in sales, Jeez. which is crazy. Jeez. 
bring it back to us saying we've got these two competing properties that are more or less identical we've got tons of more peripherals coming out full drum sets keyboard mics you know a lot of stuff so it's taking up <laughs> a ton of retail space that stores don't want to keep on display anymore because mm-hmm. for one you know a lot of people once they have one they don't need more but it's yeah. still selling these giant bundles huge chunk of retail space like i said competing companies bidding for music licenses so we've got both of them trying to get songs so that's driving those prices up just too much happened too fast couldn't keep up and then it, it all crashed down it's crazy. I know. Sad. even even today i've looked into buying like the the drum kits and and buying like rock band those things are still like 50 60 bucks at least to yeah. buy to this day jeez we, that's yeah. why we had our good friend Jason Hook just bought that <laughs> up, and we were at Hook's house every Friday night playing. <laughs> yeah. But so, do you know Guitar Hero rebooted a few years ago with Guitar Hero Live? Have you seen anything about that? No. It's ambitious, I got to say. So they completely changed the guitar. Well, not completely. So instead of just the five buttons in a row, they have two rows of three. So three on top, three right below it. So uh, definitely a bit more articulation you need with your fingers to play it. And so it's just like the top row is black, the bottom row is white. Hmm. And then it's actually really crazy. They like legit went out and recorded all these songs with real people. So it's like this interactive first-person experience. And so you are actually in a first-person view on the stage. And like the camera turns and sees like the guy singing, the drummer actually playing the song. Mm-hmm. And then if you start doing bad, like the crowd, like starts legit booing you, like l- real people are booing you. And like the lead singer will turn to you and be like, what are you doing? And <laughs> it's, it's really cool. That and, is awesome. But again, it's just like people were done with it. So it went under the radar and not very many people bought it. Huh. I do feel like with their with the old setup and the way that the game was built, it was hard to get like make any imp- improvements to the actual game. Like yeah. I feel like they had really reached their limit. Like it, the graphics in the game could be better, but you would never realize that because you have to like you can't blink already. Like you can't <laughs> look away from the thing, right. yeah. the uh, the rail or whatever. So yep. it didn't really matter how much better the graphics. That was maybe just caused more load time even. So sure. I feel like mm-hmm. the game reached its limit really quick. Yeah, that's a good point. It couldn't. It was really just. Innovate. It was just about song selection from there. Just like yeah. which game did you prefer as far as the songs that were actually on it? Yep, I would agree. As soon as Rock Band came out, I was already lost. I thought that was just like way too much money. I had the guitar and that was it. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> paying boatloads for this. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's Guitar Hero in a nutshell. It it really defined its time. And then we all moved on, sadly. And then 10 years later, we're talking about how amazing it was. Yeah, I mean, I'll <laughs> play like, it right now if I have yeah, it. I was going to say, <laughs> except we're still playing it to this day. <laughs> yep. Well, we've talked about this enough. I think we we really have time for like one more game, or or two quick ones. Or two I quick ones. Two, two quick ones. Oh snap! All right, uh, I'm going to talk about the memory card screen of okay. the PlayStation Two. Pass, pass. Go to Mark. Okay, I have two. You want me to run through two real quick? Uh, sure. Okay, the first one is is Dark Cloud. I, I know nothing Cloud. about this game. Yes, uh, that's a great oh, you game. You do know? Okay. You, know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna rant a bit. It's Dark Cloud. Does it? <laughs> so does the cover have a guy on it that looks kind of like, kind of like Link? Yes. Green? Okay. Yeah. So, Mark would never let me play this game. I've never played it. <laughs> what I was, is this? We were not attack. allowed to play this game, and there'd be times where I don't know, maybe we're in between Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter or something. Like, oh, what are we going to play? And I'd pull this out. It's like, oh, let's play this. This looks good. And you're just like, no. No, the music's annoying. And oh, man. I, I know why. It's because 
you're just embarrassed of this game. You didn't want me to see it. That must be the case. It is a very... It's probably the most boring game to watch someone else play. Like, it's very <laughs> dry. It's, it's all about, like, leveling up your weapons. Yep. Um, it also has this other... The other feature is it's one of those games where, like, you have to worry about your, your character's thirst. So it's like yeah. you have to find bodies of water, your health like slowly diminishes. But yep. I, I think that the reason that you, that I never wanted to play it is just because it is a, it is such a long game. I sank hundreds of hours into it. Oh. And probably by the end of it, I never wanted to play it again. <laughs> because it is a great game um, you know you would upgrade your rather than you leveling up your weapons would level up and then mm -hmm. it did have this cool feature where like if I picked up a better weapon on the ground whatever my current weapon was I could take like 70% of its power and push it into the weapon I had just picked up okay. so you'd never really leave like your old weapons behind that kind of came with you which was cool Okay. Yeah. But it was such a, a long game, and at the very end of the game, after I beat it, there was only one weapon in the game that I had never found. And I was like, I'm going to find this last weapon and, and beat this all the way through. And it was like you had to kill a particular kind of enemy, and they had like a 1%, probably less than 1% chance of dropping this weapon. Mm. And I played that game at least another 20 hours just killing the same kind of enemy over and over and over again. And then I remember I, I finally it dropped, I picked it up, and I killed like two enemies with it and was like, well, cool. I have this now. I don't want to play anymore. I've just been playing this for 20 hours. So that's probably why I never wanted to play it with you because I was right. burned out on it. I get it. Yeah. The Dark Slam. It's easy to burn yourself out on that game. But at the time it was so, fun. So, Jake, what was this game about? It was about this... Well, you're, you play as this protagonist, and each time you, like, go to a different world, a new person is added to your party. I don't remember the exact story, but, like, all these villages have been, like, all transferred to these little pods or something that you have to find in these caves that are randomly generated. And each one of these dungeons has, like, more levels that are each level uh, randomly generated, and... Like, each time you go through the levels and beat the enemies, you find little bits of the town that get transferred, and you get to rebuild the town uh, for each area that you go to. So that was really fun, was building the towns, like laying out the buildings and the different people to the different areas uh, on your own whim. But uh, the weapons <laughs> the, the weapons would break easily, and you'd have this amazing weapon. <laughs> and what I really hated about this game was if you were like in the heat of a fight... You couldn't stop fighting with it like it would just break like it'll start like beeping if it's about to break but if you're in the heat of a battle it's it's really hard to switch over and so you've got the super rare weapon and it'll just break on you and you'll never see it again oh <laughs> and on top of that like you have to worry about their thirst you're always having to look for like a body of water to requench your thirst which is annoying and then sometimes you have to buy ice mark do you remember having to buy ice to keep your fish fresh i do <laughs> oh, yes. And then the ice would melt. I do. And then you couldn't have the ice melt. So it was just way too much to think about. At the time, it was fun, but uh, you have to like devote your life and your time to that game. No others. You have to like devote everything you have to that game. So that was my spiel with it. That's silly. It is, but it was fun <laughs> at the time. Looking back, no, I'm not going to replay that game. It's, it's almost like a Tamagotchi. Like, you got to water your Tamagotchi. Yeah. you got to get your guy water in Dark Cloud. Yeah, it's too it's much to think about. Survival game before those were a thing, it sounds like. Kind of. Hmm. Yeah. And then Dark Cloud 2 came out, and it was the same thing. They had improved it, but I thought it was a little more convoluted than it needed to be. Needed to be so, hmm. okay. similar thing. Yep, Dark Cloud. All right. What else we got? A quick one for me, Hot Shots Golf 3 and 4. Okay. I played a lot on the PlayStation. Cartoon golf game. I would say it's not as cartoony as like Mario Golf. Sure. It had a little bit more realistic touch to it, but it was still like if you if you hit like a, a ball perfectly on the green, it would like flames would kick up and your ball would spin back and hmm. stuff. But I remember the caddies were always hilarious to me. 
And looking back, they say a lot of things that would not fly in 2020. I'm sure. No. Like they're just <laughs> very stereotypical. But um, it, still to this day, you know, if my brother, uh, when he when he comes to town, like the last time he was in town, we played the newest edition of Hot Shots Golf, and it's a it's a game where like. I, I, even if I haven't played the newest edition, I can pick it up and be pretty competitive with yeah. him. But I, I remember playing that in college uh, with Brent. We beat that game well, at least twice. I tried to play it with Laura, but she gets too stressed out. Like when her ball goes in the woods, she gets very <laughs> flustered. <laughs> so we, we dropped that game pretty quick. So, But that's a game that I have beaten. You know, like I said, the PlayStation is always up and going, and Hot Shots Golf has been a game that I jumped to probably five or six times I've beaten up each of those mm. games now. Yeah, I've played it with you a little bit, but always just kind of like very casually. We're just chilling. Hey, you want to play Hot Shots? Yeah. All right. Because, I mean, hmm. if you played Mario Golf, you can play that. They're all, most golf games are the same mechanics. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like a little timing meter that runs down, determines your right. power on the way back. It determines your accuracy. Yep. I got you. I think uh, that that's a good place to end it in our game chat. But don't go yet. We're not done. We got a game for you guys again this week. So uh, this has been fun. I've been been picking a a different game for you each week. We did go on name them. We did 20 questions where you used every single one of your questions to finally get Prince of Persia. (laughs) And it took up... Almost half of the episode last week, but I, th- I think it was fun. Hopefully people enjoyed it, but I've, I've got a shorter one for you this week. So, what I have, this is five rounds. Each round, I am going to give you three games. Now, the first three, uh, the first three rounds, these games are all in the same series. I have the game, and I have its Metacritic score. I'm going to tell you the games, and then you both need to write down so you're not, like, copying each other. What order you think those go in from highest to lowest in terms of their Metacritic score? Okay. So, pretty simple, right? Yeah. Okay. Sounds so, simple. I'm, I'm a slave to game and movie reviews. Okay. Perfect. I look at them too yeah, much, so this, I'm going to crush This was a while ago, so we'll see. All right. So, I'm just going to give you them in order that they came out. Okay. So here we go. First first game here for you. Jack and Daxter, Jack 2, Jack 3. So put those in order with your first one being the highest rated. Okay. If you get it All in right. the correct order, you get a point. And then at the end of five rounds, highest amount of points. Cool? Excellent. All right. Yes. Jake, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go highest to lowest, Jack 1, Jack 3, and then Jack 2. Okay, Mark? Uh, Jack 2, Jack 1, Jack 3. I'm a little worried that the original is going to have the highest score. You're right in that. Oh. You're right in that you're both wrong. It is. It goes 1, 2, and 3 in that order. Oh, snap. All right, second, I second-guessed myself. Um, I'm so mad. All right, round 2. Guitar Hero 1, 2, and 3. Okie dokie. Mark, go ahead and tell me once you got it. Yeah, I'm going to go um, Guitar Hero 1, Guitar Hero 3, Guitar Hero 2. Okay. Jake? I'm going to go with 2, 3, 1. Ooh, both of you wrong. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> it's 2, 1, 3. Shoot. 2 is the highest one. I'm surprised you thought 2 was the lowest, Mark. Yeah, I don't know. I, I figured that that one would be super high because it was so new and like a revolutionary type deal. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah, but I wasn't even close. I think I was in the exact opposite order. <laughs> I, I'm saving. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to these scores here in a second so you can actually see what their scores were. All right, round three, still zero to zero. Here you go, Mark. Final Fantasy nine, ten. And 10 2. Mm. Jake, you're, you go first. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with 10 2, 10, and 9. Okay. 
I think this one's easy. I think it's gonna be 10, then nine, then 10, two. Sorry, both wrong again. Is it nine, 10, 10, it two? Is. Oh, that's twice I've been one away. <laughs> and barely, the scores are close. Okay, so here's why I, I didn't tell you the scores, because round four, I'm taking the top one from each of those categories. So now, Jack and Daxter, Guitar Hero 2, Final Fantasy 9. And okay. Mark, you can go. Um, I think that this is going to be um, Final Fantasy 9, Jack and Daxter, Guitar Hero 2. Okay, Jake? Okay, I had written down Guitar Hero, Final Fantasy IX, and Jack and Daxter. Ugh, wrong again. Oh, it no. is Final Fantasy IX at a 94%, Guitar Hero 2 at 92, and Jack and Daxter at 90. <laughs> Hang on, is that not what I said? I thought you said Guitar Hero 2, Final Fantasy IX, Jack and Daxter. Or maybe... Nine... Guitar Hero 2, Jack oh, and Dexter. you got it. That's what you wrote down? Yeah, you see right there. Okay. The viewers can't see it, oh, but you can. On. And you're all hold that on, matters, Show it Cameron. again. I wasn't looking at the screen. Uh, it's very chicken scratchy, but... Yeah, you uh, clearly wrote oh. that after I told you the answer. Final Fantasy <laughs> Nine, Guitar Hero 2, Jack and Dexter. Okay, Dexter's. maybe I was looking at my list wrong. Listeners know. I'll just I'll listen back. I'll, I'll say yes. Okay. Nailed it. Congratulations, right. Mark. Awesome. One point for Mark. Hey, thank you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Future Cameron here. Let's go ahead. Let's listen back to what Mark just said. See if he was telling the truth. Um, Final Fantasy IX, Jack and Daxter, Guitar Hero 2. Oh, so it turns out I was right and Mark was wrong. So, Mark, I'm taking that point away from you, and we'll continue on from there. We'll get back to it. Last round here. So last for this last round, I went with just three big games for the PS2. They're not in any way connected. So we have Ratchet and Clank, God of War, and Sly Cooper. Okay. I should have done Shadow of the Colossus. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> All right, Jake, you go first. I'm going to go God of War number one. Then Ratchet and Clank, then Sly Cooper. Okay. Well, that is what I was going to go with, but I feel like I should take a different answer to give. Well, Jake that's a, why you write them down. But if you want to do, I will go. I will go. Ratchet and Clank, God of War, Sly Cooper. Jake had it right. Well done, Jake. Did I? So was, oh, yep. God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper. So that puts us at one to one. Future Cameron again, and no, it is not one-to-one. -one. Jake just won the game, one-to-zero, but we went on and we did a tiebreaker here. I'm going to go ahead and cut most of it out, and then I will jump to the end where uh, we pretend that Mark won, but he really didn't, so you know that, I know that. Mark, you're such a cheater. Back to the game. Mark got it right. Jake's gut was also right. It is God of War 2, Shadow of the Colossus, and Dark Cloud. So well done, yes. Mark. Yes, good job, hey, Mark. Thank you. All I want, all I want is a white mask and a KFC bucket hat. <laughs> and I would be all right. <laughs> That's your reward. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been fun. I think that is it for our conversations on the PS2. But Mark, we might have you back in the future to talk Xbox. Bring it on. That big brick of a console. Since, I, mean, I don't think <laughs> either of us, me or Jake, owned an Xbox, but played plenty of Halo. Oh, yeah. I remember those giant hamburger controllers. <laughs> it's called the Duke. <laughs> the Duke? Yes. The, the Duke. Is that anyway, what it's called? So, yeah, I always I mean, we called it the hamburger. I mean, is that that's the, what the internet, the internet has taken to calling it the Duke. I don't know Duke. if that's the if it's like the official name or not, but I got gotcha. you. Anyway, so okay. uh, we'll we'll get to that at some point in the future. Probably not the next episode, but anyway, Mark, thank you for joining us. Hey, it was a pleasure. Thank you guys. Anytime, I will jump on here anytime. All right, good, awesome. So that is it. Uh, check us out on Twitter, and 
that's it. So thank you. This is Region Unlocked. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. And we will catch you in the next one. Sayonara, folks. Bye.